Okay, so let's start back from Chaz, what we did yesterday. Hashem. Okay, start, we'll start from... Dorosh Ravira, three lines from the wide lines, and Yudala from the bees. Dorosh Ravira. Says the Elegant Gemara, Bishan, Noshim Sidkani, Shabbis Adar, because of the reward for the Noshim Sidkani, they were in that door, Nigulu Yisrael Mitzrayim. Incredible that that was the Schus, the Klanis, when I had Mitzrayim, based on the following Sidkus that the woman did. What happened? When they went to draw water, Baruch prepared for them small fish in their jugs. And they drew the water. It turned out to be half water and half fish, which obviously is pretty unusual. And they, there was sort of a nace that took place. Akash Baruch gave them the ability to have food to serve their husbands. They went and they took two kederes and they put them on top of the uh, top of the stove. One of water, hot water, one of fish. And they brought them to their husbands, the sada in the field. And they washed them. The sachas and they smeared them like with oils. And they gave them to eat. And they gave them to drink. And then after they rejuvenated and they were had kayach and they had the ability to be a mensch again, the skakas lambains for They had relations with them in between the sides of the field, as Rashi explains. The fields used to go up on the edges and afford them some privacy, and they had the ability then to have children. As the Pasuk says, when they were lying down among the edges of the field. Says the Gemara, the fact that they made themselves available and, again, gave the husbands the kayach to be involved in something which was really probably very far from their minds. They came back, they were oiskematr, as they say, and they had no kayach and they had no strength and they just wanted to probably go to sleep. But the women were the ones who, um, who chazak them, strengthened them, gave them the kayach, and then, as a result, it was eichot b'ezaz m'srayim shenamar, kan fe'yoyinah, of the wings of the Yena, as Klaus was compared to a dove, like with, um, covered with silver, and their limbs with um, some sort of gold, different uh, references to the reason that's right. Okay, so when they became pregnant, and they came to the houses. Came time to give birth. They went to give birth in the field. Tachas lepoch underneath the apple tree. Shnamar tachas lepoch irusicha underneath the apple trees. So they went out. Where the children came out, and they gave birth. Kashparuch shaleach mishmei moru. Kashparuch sent from up in heaven. Malachim mishmenaker and malach to clean them. Umashperson to straighten out the limbs. Kachayezush mishperson like this midwife who that's what her job is. She straightens out the limbs of the child when they're born. Shnemar, Mulatikha, Biyem, Heledes, Leisach, 
they when, when they gave birth, they didn't have anyone to cut the umbilical cord, no one to wash them with water, rather, who did it himself, Malachim did it, took care of these children. And they gathered them in these two, like, um, round things, one of oil, one of honey, they were like, like fed them from dvash, is honey, and shemen. The two didn't want them to have kids. I mean, it would be in the best interest. Why? They have slaves. Well, I mean, the the whole gzera was really to destroy certainly the the males, because they saw in the future of right in the in the, in the stars that the machine we saw that the saved will come from the from the from the Eden and save them, and so they and be destroyed in the water, which while they went through into the Nile, so certainly they they were. Trying and it sounds like the main goal of of the hiding of the of the yidden was that the she wanted to catch them and then kill them, at least the boys. Right. How does so, Shifra and Pua fit into this story? Did they not? Were they so, they not midwives? so we're gonna see later on. Shifra and this mice does not seem to be connected to them at all. Since they were midwives, didn't they? Right, but it seems like these women figured it out on their own. Right, they had the malachim very helping them. I'm not sure. Right, they didn't need it. That's what I was going to say. Coming up, right, and that's but didn't seem like that was connected to this story. At least, right, the shiver and boy doesn't seem to be involved in this ma'isa. Doesn't seem like that way, and there were certainly different. I mean, there were like you mentioned last night. There were children who were certainly captured by the mitzrayim. There were children who were like these children seem to be totally out of the gzera. There were children who shiver and pool see later on seem to raise themselves. Sounds like the ones that they saved, they took them to the house and raised them. So, so there's certainly all different types of. It's a big country, so you know. Like, right. But at the, at the beginning, they were. The beginning, Parah thought it would be secret, so they, they were just the point was them to kill the babies as they were coming out. And they would say, "No, they already gave birth before we got there." Right. That was that was with Shifra and Pua. Right. I mean, right. at that, that point, Parah wasn't publicly trying to. Right. Right. Probably. Yeah. You see, from all the type of women we had earlier, when they were like the Ramses and pizza Ramses, they just, it was just to break their spirits, they didn't really want them to. Yeah. You're saying they could be the children also, they were, that's a good point. You're saying it could be the children they didn't want them to have. Yeah, but they, 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 it was all a way to get rid of Israel ultimately. Right. Well, that's a good point. That's a good point. They're saying it wasn't, could be not just about the. Just to break their spirit, yeah. Right. I'm sorry, but I, I, I forgot to call you. It was off schedule. But oh, okay. I'm oh, sorry, it's going on. But yeah. What were you saying? I saw um, in Haggadah the Bristorov compared Paro because, like, the the the, the, the Haggadah seems to praise Paro, like when it says that you know Paro only went after the males and. Mashenkinam, <laughs> 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 <la
well, you know, with water, Hashem right, right. I don't know if he specifically spoke that out, but but he says so. Power was worse than love. Loving was just seems like they were saying like just like a blind hatred, just kill them all, like you know, like just like a Cossack, just kill them. But so power came with a cheshbon, which is worse. Yeah, the cheshbon of yeah, of trying to of trying to out like sort of. So yeah, so yeah, yeah I, I don't know what the Russian, but uh, he he compared Hitler to Paro in that he compared him. He said like this, the same, like like this idea of like the 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 the, the Jewish uh, what was it um. The final solution, or like the Jewish problem, right. that they also were coming with. It was a calculated. The, the hedge, it was uh-huh. all one hundred percent calculated. Yeah, yeah. That's right here. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Um. So the Mitzrayim came. Came into my Kirman Mitzrayim, but on the Hargon. So interesting because really, Chaim, really your point. They came to kill them. Sounds like an indiscriminate. Not not only males, all of them. So it's probably because since they, since they were uh, you know, trying to work, work, work around the system, so the stream came to knock them off and kill them all. L'chaira. says the Gemara in Aslam, Nes, when Nes happened, they were swallowed up in the Karka. When Ravi and Shvarim, so the Mitzrayim brought oxen, Choshul Agabah, and tried to plow up the Gloran to find them. Shnei Mara Agabah, Choshul Choshul. In case we saw that they sprouted up and they came up like the grass of the ground. That they came up and they, they multiplied like the grass. And the comparison to the grass is this idea that they were actually in the ground and they came up came up from the ground. Once they got older, now they were no longer scared. It sounds like a power. I guess once they were older, they were, that wasn't Paro's motive uh, of operation to go and kill out older people. That wasn't what he was doing. So at that point, they were no longer scared. So he came, they came to their houses. They, they grew up, they got big. And they came, it literally means like decorated. With uh, flocks and flocks. They came flocking to back to their homes. Now they're no longer scared once they grew to a certain age. When the Kosh Baruch Hu was was um, was girl of them, was redeemed them, Aliyam, they were the ones who recognized the Kosh Baruch Hu Tchila. Shenema Zeh, Kaliv and This is my God, we glorify him because they had the ability to say Zeh, because they mamish experienced the Kosh Baruch Hu firsthand. Well, actually, it's from Alachim, but it's only the idea of the connection to the Kosh Baruch Hu was something which they had in a very, very significant way, in a very real way, and therefore they said Zeh. This is my God, and they would glorify him because they had that experience once beforehand to be able to refer to. Okay, that's so what we got up to yesterday. This is New Gemara Vaiter. This is back now to the beginning of the story. You did this yesterday? You're right, I'm sorry, you're right, thank you. We did this right. Rabbi Shulachan Amrisha Vita once says that the two, two Miyadis were a woman and a daughter. And mother-in-law who is referring to actually the the midwives that were referring to were a mother and daughter, which was Yochavid and Miriam. The Sanya Shifra 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 
that she straightens out the limbs of the child. It's part of the midwife's job is to make everything smooth and everything look good and be straightened out. That she was called Shifra because she gave the ability to Klaiso to multiply in her days as a result of what she did by saving the children. Pua Zu Miriam, why she called Shma Pua? She is a Pua. She was um, Pua, which is Rashi's lashon of um, like cooing and uh, lullabying to the children, which was a way of taking care of them. And she was like expressing herself like she was like crying out through She had this to know that her that her mother was going to have a child that was going to be the savior of Kali Yisrael, and she was she was announcing that it seems like even before he was born as an announcement to the world based on Ruach Hakodesh, which is interesting. That you know, this was something which was known. I guess who would say Klaiusel? That according to it, sounds like she was saying this out and saying it over. You know, way she was not. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy um, steps to to convince Moshe to go and to write. And just it's interesting. This is like almost it was known on the streets he was going to be the Moshe of Klaiusel. Didn't exactly play out so simply that he was just chosen. Yeah, Push him to actually do it. It's interesting. Okay. And it says, the next part, that's where the Mazar Yisam They saw them on the stones. And what stones is it talking about? What's, what is your stones referring to? My Evnoyim. Amr of Hanan, Simon Godomas, a very interesting Simon that he gave them, that power he gave the midwives. Amalan. The Shah Shikaras, later when they bend down when they to give birth, their thighs. Get cold like stones. So this was a simon. The power was trying to make sure they realized exactly when the birth was taking place. Because if not, they could end up just, you know, having giving birth, saying, "Oh, the child is. Uh, they had a miscarriage, and the child is uh, didn't survive." And so power wanted to make sure that no, the, the midwives knew. Which hard to imagine they were not aware of this. But it sounds like this is one of the simonim of a woman about to give birth. That her thighs are very cold, like a vanim. So power wanted to make sure that they would. If you wear this, you couldn't pull any fast ones, and therefore they would catch them with the children and ultimately be able to kill them. This time, it's something much more pasha. It wasn't a simon, so it wasn't a sign to them, but this is referring to just the way it appears when a woman gives birth. This time, you could exhib the Ewid base at Yetzer. It says that he comes to the house of the craftsman and he makes malach on the oven. What does that mean? The person is working, so he has his one foot on one side, one thigh on the other side, and the sadam yamsa. Sadam says is like a is a piece of, of wood that he used to go and and uh, basically work on to make a, a form of a keli, whatever he was he was working on. So it was like this small little like work table in between. So he like sat he sat down and like he would in between his legs. You have this small table, which you do is, is basic work on. So that's referring to the the uh, classic worker, how he works. So, so too, this, this is a marshal or a, a, a similarity to a woman when she went to give birth. 
Sadly, Ben's half. He used to Yerach Mikav, Yerach Mikav, Yerach Mikav, Yerach So, to a woman, she gives birth. She has her thigh one, one direction, the other thing, the other direction, and the child comes out in the middle. So, it's just more like a, a simon. I'm sorry, it's not a simon. The first child was a simon that power was given to them. The second child is just more the reality of when a woman gives birth. It's like the Yetzer, like the craftsman on the Avadim, which is giving like a mashal, how it appeared when she would give birth. Okay. In Ben who? Then Paris said, if it's, a, if it's a boy, immediately kill him. I'm Rav Khanina, Simon Goldomoslan, a very interesting Simon. Ben Ponavlamata. If it's a boy, he comes out with his face downwards. Bas Ponavlamala, but a girl comes out with the face upwards. And Rashi is very interesting that, that this is Kedarach Tashmishay, the man's on top, the woman's on bottom. So to the child is born, the boy is born. As if he's on top with his face down, and the woman is born face upwards. It's obviously no longer the case, right? It's not, there's no uh, no it's such bridge. what, right? It's bridge, and bridge is, 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 I thought that the legs were first. No, that's um, uh, two different terms. Ones preaches when the head's first. No, I don't know when the head's supposed to come out first. Right, the, the legs are first. Right, right. So so the there is something upside down. That's called right, but it's nothing to do with male, female. Right. It's, it's, it happens, not something which makes it an urge. But Lamai says, interesting, it seems like that was a simon, at least then, for a son was born, a boy is born face down, a girl is born face up. So it's interesting, Parai wanted to make sure that as, as soon as they like the, the, the child was exposed, even the slightest bit, they could realize if it was a boy or a girl, and kill immediately. It's unclear because you know, once, once the mother becomes attached to the child, it's that much more difficult and more difficult probably for the midwife, midwife also. It's harder hard to hide it. Harder, right. It's much easier to, to right. make it right. It's harder to think the, the killing. Yeah. The killing. That's, that's a, a good point also. He's saying it's Right. That's a good point also. He's thinking make it just like a dying in childbirth. Right. It's mamish because if you kill it, it's a very good point. I didn't think of it also. Right. So I was thinking more in terms of the attachment that the mother would have and the midwife was like feeling bad or like, you know, so kill immediately before even like anything. Right, right, right. So Mamish, as soon as you see the head coming out, you'll see which way it's 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 facing up or down to know if it's a boy or a girl. It's very interesting. So that was Parry Simon to be able to know. I just, I, I'm just interesting that these are sounds like expert midwives. I would assume both of these Simon they, they were well aware of, right? If that was the reality up and down between boy and girl, I'm assuming they knew about it. The first thing also that that's when their feet get cold. I'm assuming they would know that also. So I'm not sh- really sure exactly what Parish trying thinks he's teaching them. And unless the answer is that Parish just Parish wants to affirm that you know you have a way of knowing right away. Of course, he, he assumed they knew that. It wasn't like I'm telling you the Chiddush now. They were midwives. They probably knew about this. But like you have a way of knowing. So make sure that as soon as you figure out boy or girl, make sure they, they're killed. And the first thing also is like just you have a way of knowing when they're giving birth. So make sure, make sure that make sure that um, you kill them right away. So that, that's the shot. I don't think that again. Pat thought he was telling them anything new. Okay, it's more I got my phone. I'll pull it up. This guy's only one's phone. It's fun as everything. Only Tara. What What else would it have? Comedy videos. Perm. All right. If I were up to about uh, 15 lines from the bottom, I need alpha and B's. 
And did not do like Pari said to them. It's the most very interesting Lushan. Lahen mi voyale. And Lushan is Leosu Kasher Diber Alehen. He didn't do like he spoke Alehen. Really, Alehen is Lushan of on to them. What's on to them? Speak to them. Lahen is the way you would say it. Kasher Diber Alehen, like he spoke to them. What's Alehen on to them? So Rashi says very interesting that the connotation of Alehen on to them is a connotation of something to do with his nus and being mishamish and having relations. Like when Rashi brings a pasuk, that came onto, onto her, that's the lashon of, of alehen. So to that's the lashon of that. It says that Pari actually desired them or, or demanded from them or was interested in Dvaravera to be resigned with them and they didn't agree. So it's almost like a hidden or a, a uh, under the cover reference over here to what Pari's interest really was, nothing, you know, besides that he wanted to get them to kill the children, he also was tumbled by Avera, right? I was thinking different, you know, different ideas in why Pari was doing this. I mean, some say it was about Haiva, but it could be more, it could be used maybe a little stretch, not used as blackmail, right, that if they would have given in, which she was hoping, like, the power of Mitzrayim, you know, the king of Mitzrayim wants to be with you, it's probably a pretty good cover, so they're given, so you could, then you can use it against them, right? Blackmail, you know, look, I, I can publicize what you did if you don't take care of what I'm wanting you to do. So it's all part of a devious plan to get full control over them, and there was a desire in trying to tumble in the Vareira, with a part of his uh, bigger plan. Mm-hmm. F sure. If it's because otherwise, like, why would you give him a choice? Because, like, I think it fits with. Like, he, didn't, he didn't try. He didn't try to force them. Because there's no blackmail. That's a very good point. Yeah, good right. Raya. He was tougher than he desired. Like, he like sort of today right. them, but he didn't force them. Right. He, he wanted to stamp type. He just forced them. Like Achashverosh. The king of right. That's the just right. That's a good point. Good point. Okay, that's a good Raya. Okay, and they, and they gave life to the children. The one says that, what does give life mean? The Shudders have said they didn't kill them. What's, they gave them life? Tana. Not only didn't they kill them, they also gave them food and drink. So Rashi has a very interesting addition of it. Rashi's Lashon is, if you find it, oh, Rashi says, which you just said, they didn't kill them. And they did something to help them to live. Says Rashi, which Rashi any more than Gemara. Gemara just said that they gave them food and drink. Rashi says more than that. They actually took them to their own homes and raised them. And part of raising them is giving them food and drink, whatever they needed. So just, again, like I mentioned before, there's different end result of all the different children of Mitzrayim. There were some who were like before in the field and they were buried and they were they were taken care of by Malachim. That's one type of child. Another children over here were actually taken care of by Chavon and Miriam. By, they, were, they were hidden after they were born and survived and then they were brought to the houses of, of which doesn't say how many but it sounds like this was a, a need. What? Why do they have to? 
As opposed to? Why would they? No, because they told Pyro. They said the woman gave birth before we got there, and, and it seems to be, you know, they were most nervous to do that, but he was okay with that, right? You're saying then he would just let them live? I mean, they're... they're, they're that's interesting. Why were they doing no, this? Because, they were they're, they're, they're trying to save the children. There's a guy in there, right? And they have a mother. No, these are the midwives. Oh, I thought it was the, it was the midstream. No, this is the. admitting to power that they're alive, so, like, if they're made, they're alive. Very interesting point. I never really thought about that. That What did power think that we are the power think the children were? I mean, I, I always thought that that, 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 that at that point... But why wouldn't Power kill them then? Because at this point, Power didn't want it to be public, right? This is before the decree to throw them into, into, uh-huh. the, into, 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 the, right. into the river, right? So, that's so, interesting. He, so he called them and he said, like, if you read it in the Pesukka, that's, that's, that's what it implies. He's saying it really goes back to what he said before. They really want them to die, Mamish, like, I, secretly, right. right away. No right. one should realize, no one should right. know, and that's part of his plan. Right. They told him the woman are being birthed before we even get there, so at that point, then we could do. Right. And it was Messiah's Nevesh to tell it to Power, but that's what they told him. Meaning, meaning, meaning they were open with him. Right? And it, because of that, there was open the right to get. Um, the, right. The, the, open to about everything you're saying. They, that, that's what, yeah, it implies they're saying they gave birth and, you know, they risked their lives by doing that, but they were open with him. I don't know why. That's an interesting point. Unless maybe that. Unless maybe is the Rashi possibly saying, like, this is at a late. I know, because that would be... I hear. Yeah, Rashi certainly is bothered with them and how they survive. It's like, there's like, like, how much control do the Mitzrayim have over them? Like, are they, like, all over them, like, day and night? Do they let them go back to their cities? Like, how much do they know? Yeah, it would seem like a night they did, because when I said that, that's... They didn't work from morning till night, that's the Pashtas. The Medrash says they don't live on each side of them. They what? The marriage the, I saw last night says that the, what the mission would do is that they, they would live on each side of the yidden, and the woman would go into into the into the into the, the, the non-Jewish mission would go into their house and they would pinch their own babies to make them them cry. Yeah, right. but but they live they would sit they would live on each side of them. I I saw last night the marriage the marriage said that they were living inside. Yeah, it's interesting. It's also like a entire funny game of like he's a king, but he also can't like fully oppress everyone. Everyone will revolt. <clears throat> so it's like you can't just go kill everyone. Right, and that's part of what you're saying. Like it was done sort of like in some way secretly, right. but not to have a right. you know, blatant out outright murder. Yeah. So Putin doesn't care. Yeah. Outright murder. Right. The amount of innuendo they use. I mean, like you see how far they went. That Pyro worked himself. Like right. they, they went so far to like to this charade or whatever it was they were playing. Get them to the beginning. Well, yeah, interesting. Okay. A tamar al yadis al pari, like anoshim. Right, they're not like regular woman. Says kachayes heina. They're like chayes. The chayes can mean one of two things. Chayas literally means a midwife, which normally that's what it means. Like Chayas, they're referred to as also Chayas can mean an animal. So the Mordor says, what does it mean when they were selling power? They're not like regular women, they're like Chayas. The Mordor says, my Chayas. Elam Chayas, ma'am. I shouldn't want to say they meant they're like midwives. Atu Chaya? Yil Atu Chaya? Chriti? Laldeisa? Laldeisa? A midwife means another midwife to give birth, to have a give birth. She can't give birth herself. That's the whole point of the midwife. So, they're like midwives. Okay, therefore, they still need someone to help them out to give birth. So how is that exactly telling power anything that, oh, 
too late. You can't get involved. Where's the other side of the this um is like compared to an animal. Animals obviously give birth on their own in a very quick fashion, and they can take care of themselves. They don't need anyone else to help them. So to this, these people says Shifra and, and, and Pua that they are like chayes, like people who don't need any outside help, and they can take care of them on their own. Therefore, they it's how we get there. It's too late. How do we see that? That they compare it to chayes, Gur Aryeh. Right. Ari is referred to as by Yehud referred to as a lion. Don ye don nachash. So don is like the snake. Naftali alashlucha like the female ram. Yisach hamor gerin like the donkey. Yisach bebachar shar like the axe. B'dyamin zavitra like the wolf. Tiksiv be. In other words, tiksiv be tiksiv be. The ones that it mentions the psukim that they had like a connotation of an animal. It says actually they had. Would like to be even the ones where it doesn't say an actual aspect of an animal. Pasuk still says, "Give a pasuk in the Cheskel." Ma'imich lovey ben Arayis. Your mother's like a lioness among the lions. Rovta. So that's referring to all the shvatim in general and giving them the connotation of like a lioness. So the Gemara is saying that the purpose of kachaya, the lachayas who don't need midwives, they don't need, they don't need wives at all. They can take care of their own birth. And and therefore everything is is fine. Okay. Vayi kiyur amiyad. This is all Kim. It says that the miyad is feared that Kodesh Baruch will be asked about them, and they made for them houses. So what does houses mean? Kodesh Baruch made houses for them. Rav Shmuel Chal Amar Batikuhuna. The schar that they got were the Batikuhuna. Chal Ulavia and Levim. Haramar, but the Malchus. They got the, um, they, they had children who were in the royal uh, the royal lineage. Madiyama, but the Kunu Vilvia, Aaron Amish, referring to Aaron Amish. Madiyama, but the Malchus, Dover Nami, Miriam, Kasi. Dover also came from Miriam, the Xeva Thomas, Azuva. Vikahoy, Kalibus Ephras, Atelius Haver, the Xeva, Dover, and Isha Frosty. It says that Kalib went and took Ephras. And Davu is banned from Shafrasi, which ultimately came from Miriam, and therefore we see that Miriam also was a had descendant David. So therefore, the schar that the midwives got was either Moshe and Aaron, which they were born from them, or or from Malchus his Davu, which was a descendant of Miriam. Okay, the pasuk now is very interesting. It goes off a little bit of a tangent, and first the pasukim which are not at all in Torah, they're in it's like when I actually did very yavim, but they all make references to episodes in Torah, not in a very direct manner, but in sort of in a indirect manner. And the psukim are going to be dashed by the Gemara. How exactly they reference? How exactly they connect and refer to different episodes which are found in the Torah itself? Is that window open? No. Just break it. Just me, or is it hiding? Doesn't help when it's late. No. Hot. Okay. Fine. So, for now, the Psukim in Yamin, which are referencing the episodes in Taylor. Says the 
says the Gemara, the Kalev ben Chetzor and Herlid is Azuva. Isha, that's Uriah's. Kalev and Chetzor gave birth to Azuva, and Uriah's, Vela Baneha, Yashar, Vishavav. Vadrim and Vadrim. Those were his children. So that's the Pasuk. So the first point that this picks up on it was we know that Kalev was the son of Yifuna. Kalev and Yifuna. And the famous Kalev and Yifuna. Here it calls him Kalev and Chetzrin, referring to the same Kalev, but refers to his father as Chetzrin. What's going on? Where it says, Ben Yifunu. His father was Yifuna, not Chetzrin. Where it says, no, he really was Chetzrin. He was referred to as Yifuna for, 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 um, for the following reason. Ben Shepano Me'atzas Maraglam. Because it was a um, son who turned away from the Atzas Maraglam. Right? Kalev was one of the two him and Yeshua, the ones who turned away from Atzim Raglam and didn't have to get sucked in to the episode of the Raglam. So he got a new name. Kalev Be'yifuya, he was called after his kayach, his ability to turn away from the Raglam and that gave him the name of Yifun, even though his father's name was not Yifun, it was really, as far as at least right now, it was Chetzrin. And Yifun was just a sort of nickname that he got based on his actions. One second, his name wasn't, his father's name wasn't, Chetron was Kenaz. Dixiv, it says that Asnil and Kenaz, who was the brother of Kalev, if he was the brother, obviously they had the, they had the, the same father, and they were calling him Ben Kenaz. His father's name was Kenaz. So if they were brothers and Asnil's father was Kenaz, you would assume Kalev's father was Kenaz also. So as a call him, call him in Chetzrin. So Amarava Chorgeid Kenazai, he was the stepson of Kenaz, which means that really they shared the same mother, not the same father. And therefore, Asnano was a brother, a half-brother from the, from the mother, and therefore they didn't share the same father. So Kalev's father was Chetzrin, Asnil's father was Kenaz, and they shared the same mother, which brought them together, as half brothers. They can ami dixiv hakinizi. It says hakinizi. So hakinizi is very interesting Russian because knizi doesn't sound like he's actually as far as Kanaz. He's from that that uh, family of of, of Kanaz, from connected to Kanaz. So according to this, is very nice because he actually wasn't the son of Kanaz. He was from the family being raised by Kanaz. But not necessarily actually the son of Kanaz. That's what's first was Knizi, not as not as the son of Kanaz himself. Okay, back to the Psukim. Miriam. I'm sorry, Azuva's with Miriam. Azuva, who is the son that we just said which was born to Kalev. It's Azuva. So the most Azuva really is Miriam. The Everyone left her and, and cast her away in the beginning. And Shakal Azuva Mitrilasa. That everyone uh, left her. And Rashi says she was very sickly. She was sickly, and therefore no one's interested in marrying her. She was a sickly person. And therefore, um, no one's willing to marry her. Gemara is fine. Gemara says, 
So the Lashon of the Pasuk was, um, Azuva was the Lashon of the Pasuk. Yeah, Thomas Azuva. Um, so instead of Zuva was really Miriam and she was called Azuva everyone everyone um, left her but the Amara Vali Minsava have a nice of late how you late I'm sorry it says I'm sorry it says Azuva what's the solution of the pasta um was Miriam like Moshe Aaron's sister yeah yeah she was how, what was she sick from Dr. Raz so it could be a part of a Saras. Part of it was Saras. Rashi actually mentions the Saras also. She had pretty good yachas that we wanted to marry. Yeah. Yeah, Rashi just said she was green from her sickness. Yeah, oh, it's very appropriate today. Yeah, Esther. Wait, did she ever get married? She did, yeah. I mean, Kalev and then married her. Right. But originally, no one wanted to marry her. So, so it said, I'm sorry, here's the passage. Kalev ben Yitz ben Chetzrein, Hailes Azuva. Kalev, the son of Chetzrein, gave birth to Azuva. So the Mara says that he didn't give birth to her, he married her. So what does it say he gave birth to her? She was, again, she was sickly and, and wasn't very, sounds very attractive. He married her, she Malav a cost of killing Yolda. Torah compares to as if he gave birth to her, which I'm not even sure exactly what that means. What's what's the mile of killing Yolda? It means. But the Rebbe, I understand a little more that Rebbe is like you know he gave, like he mamish brought. So she, she was dead. She had no evidence. Ah, so like right, there you go. The thing is along those lines that 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 he he really gave her chiyus itself. And no one wanted to, no one to, and so I mean you want to say a little more broader. That means there was there's an aspect of pure l'shem shemayim over here. And any woman that needs l'shem shemayim, pure l'shem shemayim, must be something which is we'll call it detrimental, um, and therefore it was necessary for to marry l'shem shemayim. And as a result, as a result, it's a beautiful room. Oh, a little, yeah, a little macha on the, on the temperature. A second macha is on the food. You wanted to break it, actually. But I, I would love if you would break the window. Therefore, we're giving our money back. Every time I have a meeting in this room, I think about breaking the window. So you want to pull all our money together and buy a new window <laughs> yeah. for the cuddle? <laughs> Just break the window. We'll figure out about it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that's very good. So it's like Imamish gave her gave her chiyus, and she was right, she needed chiyus. She was uh, being uh, thrown away. Okay, Urias she It's a very interesting uh, drasha that her face was like Urias, like curtains. So she says, very interesting. She says, what's, what's like curtains? Now she says means that there was no um, like no uh, life to it. 
like actually without the redness, without the complexion, wow. which is which is pure um, red. And then Rashi says that without that, the Machas Cholah used to be like redness. Now, I don't know enough about colors, but pull out the red from a person. How does that get the green? I'm not sure I, or as she meant. It's belit Torah adam. This with any any sort of the redness the, of the complexion. To Malchus Cholia, Hayser Akrekes, because her sickness she was like a, a green complexion. So I'm not sure exactly what that means. Somehow we pull out the white, pull out the red. I would have thought it was just white, like just pale. It actually sounds like it wasn't it wasn't just pale. It was also actually like. It's a, interesting that Miriam and I are the ones who made fun of Zipporah for the way she looks. Uh-huh. Say their own. Uh, I don't know. Which one came first? Doesn't sound like she was. Uh... Yeah. At what point did at, at what point did she marry Colin? Uh, what, 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 what did she marry? I don't know. Which, which chapter? I don't know. I don't know. What point in this? Is is it Nach? Is it like an interview or? Is it... Well, the psukim are, but they're they're referring to what happened much earlier. So I don't, I don't know if it's clear. Yes, Exactly when that took place. One of my favorite Rabbi Wine stories is he was a guy in Bach, Rabbi's Talmud, when he kept saying, oh, but beautiful girl, and the guy kept saying, no, she's not pretty enough, she's not pretty enough, he kept setting her up. And then Rabbi Wine, in his, as he was saying, in a unique fashion, says, and I stood under that guy's chuppah and he married the ugliest girl I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe she was Yakut in the eye of the Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so, I don't know. The Gemara here is not speaking so. Maybe she had a question. So beauty that I died over here. Right. It sounds like he did a tremendous class because she was so ugly. Right. Right. That's true. Yeah. She'd have a. The Esther had a chut shel chesed, right? Esther had a. I think Primarium had a similar. But but so Esther had this this um, this chain right this this um, something that caused people to appreciate. Right, it. and here the most clear is the shame Shemayim. It sounds like like Rafi saying it was it was, it was Chaka challenge and he did it um, shame Shemayim. I guess See, again seeing who she was and the qualities and everything about her, so he married her regardless. Yeah, the, the psukim elu baneha. I took, these are the children that the Pasuk said. It said, Kalab and Chetzer and Hilly is Azuva, Isha, this Uriah, that was referring to her again, she's like a curtain. And then Elu Banea says, Yashar, Shevev, and Ardoin. So where it says, don't call it Banea, her children, Ela Boyneha, the ones that she, that, she, that she built. And again, Kalev built her, similar to what we said before, that Kalev is the one who, by, as marrying her, was really creating and building her as a result. Yasher, sheyisher satsmai. Yasher means he straightened himself. Again, it sounds like this was Kalev's struggle in terms of marrying her, and he was vacillating, and you might say ultimately did the right thing about marrying her, that this was part of the struggle. Shevev, sheshiv v'sitzer, that he he uh, beat up Rashi's lashon is that he he rebelled against the Sahara. Again, who wanted him not to not to marry her. Another pshat. Aradain Sharadas Yitzra. He ruled over his Yitzra. So each each of these three children aren't really necessarily referring to children. They're referring to Midas, the call of to employ to be successful in this battle 
against the Yitzhara and not wanting to marry her, who he was obviously pushing that she's ugly and not worth marrying, etc. Rashi seems to say in all of these, uh, the last two there is just about the labor. He was. Yeah? Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. That's correct. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah, thank you. Right. Rashi does mention referring to the Raglam. Lachayret also, I would assume, is also referring to this right, this struggle as well. But you're right. Rashi does reference the Raglam. Okay. Continues the Gemara. That her face was compared to a vara, to a rose. And again, this is at the end, that after she um, she changed to the Paz, as we'll see in the Gemara in a moment, she was the next Paz continues, and Ashra, the father, took out two women, Cholav and Ara. Where it's really referring to Eshkar as a Kalev, it's referring to Kalev. Why is it called um, Eshkar? Why is it called Eshkar? Shahuk Shuru Panavitainis, his face got blackened by fasting. As Rashi says again, she was fasting not to be, not to be um, drawn after the Miraglam, and consistent fasting makes one's face turn black. Avi Shanas Lakav became like a father. Tukua Shatok as Libri Lavish Vishmayim, and he strengthened her, her lave. Was like two wives. How is like two wives? Um, she originally was sick, and then she became like a narrow, like a young lad, like a young woman, beautiful, and therefore she has a reference of like a second wife. Beginning she was sick, and the end is she ended up becoming. Um, ended up becoming um, beautiful, young. Continues the passage when they chalot tsaras with tsayer vesnan. Where it's also this all referring to Miriam tsaras shenas at tsar lachaverasel. She became like a tsar, like a pain to her friends, because when when other women would see her and they would see how beautiful she was, ultimately they would cause them to be jealousy and upset and and. Uh, that was a tzara that she became to her friends. Soyer, she and ultimately her face was like this, like the like the afternoon, like the sun, like shining. Any man who saw her brought Esnan to his wife. Esnan's lashon, which is used by a zainu when a person wants desires to have relations. Here it's referring to not not to a zainu, to a husband, but he wants to have relations with his wife. That means by seeing her, it caused them to be interested and, and desire. Woman, and they ended up ultimately using for the wife, but that was the the, the uh, cause that she um, she did. To drop further, this whole nation. This is now referring to the last stage of the Xera, when he was heard that that's it, Moshe is being born. Savior Klayosol is about to come onto the scene. So Amrav Ami, Amrav Yisrochanina, Af Alami goes to this last stage. He made Xera even on his own nation because he was, he wasn't sure. If the actual savior would come from even from the Mitzrayim, and therefore he made Xerah now the last, even the the children of his nation would be killed as well. There are actually three stages to Xerah. But Tchila and Ben say the first stage was stop. If it's a boy, kill him. And the second stage was if it's a boy, throw him into the Nile River. Ultimately, it was even on his own nation, he made Xerah. 
to that they should be killed. And that was the final stages of Zerah. And then Moshe was born. And obviously his plan did not work very well. That was his goal and desire to make sure that his child would be killed. Okay. Shkayaf. Wow.